3: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
4: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And Dennis is Dennis Halnon. He's coming in to, uh, today to help me out. He's from Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We have four lines wide open. Yes, we were away for a holiday. I understand. <laughs> and you're not sure if we're live. We are live. Get online, eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. The only time that this is a problem is then if we ever play this as a replay. And I keep saying I'm live and I'm not and you're mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but we are actually live today uh feel free to get online in 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC and we can help you out so dennis we have some uh, more technology news as we wait for calls oh, we do uh it turns out that uh
1: there's there's uh it seems like a gang or maybe multiple gangs mm-hmm. of cyber i don't want to call them criminals because they're not I don't know what law they're breaking, other than getting into a database or two that they shouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing is tampering with the records of uh, naval ships and their locations and their routes that they took. Interesting. After and, the fact, uh, or during well, while while they're in motion. Interesting. It's. Tampering with the data collection that's, that takes place while they're moving. Right. And then historically, it looks like the ship was in a different position than it was at a certain time. Yeah. Um, I've got an article here from Wired Magazine mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. And uh, it's affecting, it, well, it affects all kinds of ships, but a lot of the, the big problem is. Different countries' navies, Mm -hmm. their warships, including the UK's flagship. Oh boy. um, Had its positioning misrecorded. Um, The article goes into how this works. What happens is, as ships are in motion, there's an AIS system Mm -hmm. that broadcasts its GPS position data over the air with a VHF radio signal. So it tells me I'm over here. I'm a a big warship. I'm over here. These radio signals tell other ships around where they are so that you don't crash. Okay? Sounds like a good system. Very nice system, and it works well. Yeah. Well, in addition to that, there is another system, another layer of this, Mm -hmm. that picks up this VHF broadcast data, collects it and it appears that there that it is that
4: layer that's being interfered with manipulated so right. that they can the bad guys or the whatever these mischievous folks are can can put the data so that instead of being off the Falklands maybe you're off of a of a potential adversary causing them to get a little nervous.
1: Uh yes, but uh according to the article that that has not been a problem yet. I mean it conceivably yeah. could be. Right. But most of the navies and most of the ships are actually paying attention in real time to those VHF radio signals, and those are genuine; they're not being tampered with. Gotcha. It's Just the, the data second afterwards. layer, of the collection of the data, hmm. um, and there doesn't seem to be any nation state that's involved with this. Okay. Um, there are some experts that are quoted near the end that say, you know, this is kind of a Russian thing to do, mm-hmm. but they don't think that Russia is actively doing it because some Russian ships have been tampered with with this. Yeah. So they well, wouldn't put it past the Russians to note their own yeah, ships. Yeah, they, they could, but yeah. still, the, these experts just don't think that's the case. Okay. And I wonder if it's just, you know, foreign, uh, f- sorry, former mm-hmm. Russian operatives that are now, you know, they've retired from government service, and now they're fooling around on their own, yeah. just being rogues.
4: So but you wonder why they're doing it. So the article doesn't speculate as to why they're doing it? It doesn't really get too deeply into that. Interesting. No. interesting, no. Yeah, so they're messing with the database of where the ships have been. Right. I wonder why they'd want to do that. That's the question. All right, very interesting. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to MJ in New Haven next. How's it going, MJ? How you doing? Good, sir. What can we do for you? Uh, I
2: have a uh, quick question as it involves iPhones. All right. Uh, I was given, out of the kindness of his heart, uh, an iPhone six by a friend of mine, mm-hmm. which works fine. Except the carrier who I have told me that at such time as they go to five G network, this iPhone six isn't going to work anymore. So <laughs> I don't know what I don't know when that's going to happen. But my my question basically is. What migration tools are available to move, to stay within the iPhone world, but to move from an iPhone 6 to an iPhone X and retain all my contacts and all my applications?
4: Well, I mean, even doing it within each ecosphere, you can do the migration. So, I mean, within the carriers, you can make these migrations occur. Yeah,
1: the carriers will help you with that. Apple also has its own migration tools that come with the iOS software. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but if it were me, and, I, I, and I'm going to like, uh, you know, the cell phone store and saying, "Hey, I'm buying a new phone. Help me get the old data off there." Let them help you. Yeah. They're they're yeah. gonna help you with that. I I okay. know for a fact that they do.
4: Yeah. Is there a reason you wouldn't want them to help you?
2: No, not at all. I just, uh, I'm relatively, this is my first iPhone. Yeah. So I'm kind of an ingenue uh, when it comes to uh, Apple iPhone stuff. Yeah. Um, And um, I'm, I, you know, I'm a retired IT guy. Okay. So you guys are not retired. Not yet. (laughs) I I, I believe in the KISS method, you know. Yeah. I just want this thing to be simple and not involved. Um, Well. I have no problem with somebody helping me out, but I just want to make sure that, you know, I don't, I don't get uh, lost chasing my tail.
4: Right, yeah. So, again, when the 5G thing happens, you're going to have to migrate, let it run as long as you can. Um, yeah, use the tools within the actual stores is probably the easiest way to do it. Uh, yeah. Um, but you and- might find that when you go and try to buy a new Apple, you might be back to Android.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't mind the Android. I have, yeah. a, I have an Android tablet, but... Um You know, it was just happenstance that this friend had this uh, iPhone 6.
4: Yeah, there's all sorts of old iPhones banging around because they're up to iPhone 12 now or whatever, 13. I know that. that. So
2: so far, this thing works fine, except what I'm seeing is, little by little, there are apps that uh, are uh, offering to upgrade, but they won't work because uh, the operating system on this iPhone 6 is too old. It's not compatible.
4: Right, right.
2: So... There's another reason why I may <clears throat> I'm gonna have to end up going to an iPhone. I'll probably bite the bullet and go with the iPhone 12 or whatever the latest one is. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, um, you know, I, I want it to be simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the answer is bring it to the uh, the Apple guys or the retailer who's gonna sell me the iPhone 12, then I guess that's the answer. Yeah,
4: it's the way to go. Yep.
2: Okay. Well, thanks a lot for your help. All right, MJ. You'll see
4: you. All right, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. Uh, it, that's the other issue. The other caller talked about Apple and uh, you know what the deal is with why people don't choose Apple. I mean, they will obsolete their software and their system so fast, and they'll make the system so small that they, you run out of space so fast. And then the battery starts to show its age, and then they throttle you to save your, your battery. Mm. They have had some issues with their... Planned obsolescence being a rather short window.
1: A couple, well, a few weeks ago, one of our customers called with one of those rare Macs that we yeah. do manage. Yeah. And this Mac was built in 2015. Yeah. It has not updated to the latest operating system. Mm-hmm. There was some kind of an app that they wanted to get running on it. Right. And they called up, you know, yeah. help desk. Hey, get this, get this updated, so I can install it. Right. I had to be the one that broke the unfortunate news that it is as high up in the uh, in the uh, operating system chain as it will go, as Apple will allow. Right, and it cannot be upgraded further, and, and you're not going to be able to install that app. on So it. now it's a boat anchor. Yeah, and it's only a six year old Mac. Right,
4: and for me, that isn't super old. No. We like to get at least six years out of our business systems for our clients, but many of them will run longer. So there's a catch-22 with that, right? So you know, we have many manufacturing clients that have have connected up even Windows XP-based systems still to do their, I don't know, laser welding. Mm-hmm. Or they've got a lathe running or a multi-access device whereby if they upgrade the actual computer from XP to something current, they have to change the entire module of the machine at the tune of $100,000, $200,000 or more. Yeah. And the machine is working perfectly doing the laser welds, right? Yeah. So the problem is, though, you keep finding these old systems now in these networks that have not been patched, not been upgraded. And you can't even run XP on current hardware. So if and when that thing fails, that laser welder may not work ever again. And right. now you're now you're not making your money. So a little bit of catch-22 with the longevity of Windows. Um, Let's quickly get to Adam here in Wallingford and see what we can do for him. Hey, Adam. Hello, this is Ed. Okay, he put Adam down. I guess he likes your name to be Adam better than Ed.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's quite all right. Look, uh, quickly, uh, I know that eBay and PayPal have parted their ways. Okay. Uh, Now, can you put up a secure link for PayPal because I'm so deathly afraid to do a Google search to sign into my account?
4: You know, I don't blame you.
3: Yeah, but we'll. Yeah, I don't know where you're going when you get that.
4: We can find a uh, secure PayPal link for you and put it up there so that you can feel comfortable with the link we put up.
3: Oh, that'd be great. Uh, Yeah, because apparently, uh, didn't eBay own PayPal or PayPal owned eBay or something at one time?
4: eBay owned PayPal. Did they? Yes. Yeah. And now they parted with.
3: Now they're no longer friends, so. Uh, you can't deal with PayPal. I'm wondering if I can still use it to make purchases on eBay.
1: I oh, why. yes, you can. Yeah. Yes. It, oh, as okay. a matter of fact, it remains the default payment system that people use on eBay.
4: I've never bought a thing on eBay before, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh, I buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I've i done a time or two. Have you? Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad Dennis is here. So, yeah, there's still opera- operational items, so you're still okay.
3: Oh great! But if uh, that would be fantastic if you could put up a uh, a secure link because I feel done. much better going through you guys than uh, uh,
4: Google. I don't blame you. Already okay. done. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. You got it, Adam. I'm oh, bye. Ed. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he still says that. Still says Adam. <laughs> so we're going to go to a quick break here. Get back to more of your calls. Lori, hang on. A couple a couple lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And yes, we are live. We did take some time off. Sorry. But Dennis wanted to bring up something uh, that was kind of interesting that the last caller was talking about as far as he wanted a real secure, correct link for PayPal because he doesn't trust Google. And it triggered something in Dennis that he wanted to bring up that he remembered hearing recently.
1: Yes. uh, Just this week on CBS This Morning, Mm -hmm. they did a story on a business up in Maine. Yep. Their accountant one day had to submit payroll to their bank. Mm -hmm. So she went to google and typed key navigator which is the name of the service that she needed to log into yep. key banks navigator yep logs into the site and it well, comes up with where she yeah she's put in the credentials she's on the site looks it like puts, the site it, yeah well they showed it in they showed it on the television, and yeah. to me, it looked genuine. Yep, right, but guess what? It wasn't the right thing. Right, and it had a banner at the top saying that the site is uh, under maintenance; uh, it won't be available till later. Somebody actually called her, telling her, "Oh, yes, we're we're having trouble, but it'll be back up soon." Wow, blah blah blah.
4: blah, blah. So the bad guy tries- had customer service.
1: Yes. She tries to log in a little bit later, still can't get in a little later, still can't Same get in. Same link. And she keeps getting these phone calls from the key bank. So all she thought. Telling her that, well, we're still working on it. In the meantime, the crooks were stealing gobs of money out of this account. Right. And they lost a fortune. And it all happened because instead of her finding out like we just found out for our caller what the proper link is for the service. She Googled it. Right. Somebody put together a fake website, managed to get it into the Google search rankings as probably the number one yep. uh, listing for that
4: search. And she logged in and it hurt them. And clearly she did not have two-factor authentication running. That's correct. Which again is a big no-no. You cannot be doing payroll. You can't be doing payroll and not have a second factor. And Googling anything these days is is Russian roulette. It's you're you don't know where you're ending up and and this is a great example of a counterfeit site yes. that is made to then extract your credentials. They don't even have to fish you because you're so lazy to know where you're supposed to go. And I say this with, with love. I know I know we're all guilty of it, but you need to know where you're going when you're doing yeah. payroll for crying out loud. Right.
1: <laughs> and and I I talk to our customers and uh, sometimes they'll show me how they get to a particular site and they're googling it right and like, I have to stop and tell them no don't do that ugh. find out what the real link is create a bookmark and then use that correct don't that's- ever google these things yeah and that's advice I'm going to give to all of you mm-hmm. if you need to go to like eversource and make your payment right don't search for
4: eversource. Go to your bill. It'll tell you what the link is.
1: Worst case scenario- But you probably have gotten
4: that now as electronic and you have to go on your email and find your
1: bill. (laughs) Right. But worst case scenario, even if the web link isn't there, there there'll be a phone number. You call them and say, what is the URL for your site?
4: Right. And you go directly there. You don't Google it. Lots of examples these days of people just giving the bad guys money thanks to simple counterfeit Websites. Anybody can make a website and they can make it look so real because they just steal the graphics right off the actual site and just sure, make it their own. So Googling is becoming as, almost as crazy as trusting email. All right, let's go on to your calls. Lori in Deep River was nice enough to join us. You there, Lori? Hey,
5: good morning. Morning. Uh, just as I'm an Apple user. Long-time Apple user back in the 80s. Yeah. And I know I've talked to you a few times, and you helped me once with some getting the hard drive going. Good. Um, My last phone was a Droid. Okay. And I had it for a little over a year, maybe, and started having problems and problems and problems, and I couldn't figure out this and couldn't figure out that. Yeah. Or I never had those heart issues with Apple. Now most I had an an Apple four phone for a lot of years. Yep. And till again things started going out. So when you say that they don't last long, well yeah they do. They last as long as my droid lasted. Actually they lasted longer. Um
4: It's your experience. I hear you. I mean Oh yeah. You know it, the but, thing about Apple though is yeah. that planned obsolescence is built in.
5: There is, but it's all of them. A droids have it. I mean my husband's office engineering firm. Yep. There's 25, 26 guys there. I don't know how many of them. They all started with Apple's until the software. Yes, the software didn't work with Apple any longer, so right. that they had to work switch over. Yep. But now with AutoCAD, they can only get about five years on those computers before the computers have to be. Oh, AutoCAD is demanding. Control.
1: Yes, good AutoCAD right. is very demanding software, and you do have to keep up the hardware yeah. with it. You're not. It you're not is. wrong. So Laura. They
5: only get about five years, yeah, and then they have to switch everything out. You're yeah. right.
1: Yeah,
4: and, and it wouldn't make any difference if they were buying Max, right? She's right, though. Show that yeah. There's obviously examples of planned obsolescence in the PC world as well. So, yeah. Laura, we do appreciate your call. You're not Definitely. wrong. We, you we are agree. not wrong at all. We'll be right back. We are back. So this is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. Everything's been t- uh, talked about, has been posted over at ComputerTalkWithTab.com, thanks to Mike G, working feverishly. Mm-hmm. Actually, hey, I shouldn't use that term these days, should I? <laughs> <laughs> He's working his fingers to the bone, Yes. Uh, posting these links for us. And I got a couple of news articles, before well, one news article before we go to our calls, so John and Danny, hang on one second. I want to bring this up. Apple is going to start scanning iPhone users' devices for banned content, warns Professor. So, Apple is about to announce a new technology for scanning individual users' iPhones for banned content. While it will be billed as a tool for detecting child abuse imagery, which obviously is horrible and uh, has a, you know, this, this, this thought is in the right place to protect children. The potential for its misuse is vast based on the details entering the public domain. They're calling it a neural network-based tool that will scan individual users' devices for that type of material. And you know, rather than using age-old hash-matching technology, um, they're going to actually be able to look at the the images on your phone. So they're not reviewing a hash
1: of the file. Right. They're looking they at the image. They are looking
4: at the image data. Correct. So hmm. they're indiscriminately scanning end users' devices for this technolo- for this quote-unquote prohibited uh, material, which it should be prohibited, obviously. Um, but the question is, what what else are they going to look for? And what else are they going to find? They've already had issues with uh, people's iTunes accounts, right? Being, you know, you think your stuff's encrypted on your phone and, and you know, you... You know, nobody can get at your data. Well, they just have to hack your i i iTunes accounts um to get access to your data, right? That's how all yes. the naked nudies came out for the fapping. Yep. So basically this technology now is going to start scanning your device. Now Apple has infamously been the privacy company. True. So they're building this technology to to protect the children, but at what point is whatever you're doing prohibitive contraband, whatever that it might be. I mean, you start here, and then maybe it's going to a meeting. Maybe it's a picture of I don't know what. When, when, and who is making this decision to scan the, your private device that you paid Apple for? Right? Nobody, nobody paid Apple to give them access to the data on their device. They, you know, it's like it's like buying a file cabinet, and the file cabinet company can go in and open your file cabinets anytime and, they want and look at all the documents. Yeah. Does that sound like? The way we want to operate? Yeah, I'm not too sure I'm comfortable with this. It's kind of interesting. Um, we're going to put the link out here. This is from one of my favorite, you know, the register out there in uh, England. Um, and they have a pretty uh, snarky uh, article about this. But I don't know. This is where we're going, right? When your stuff's on the cloud, controlled by these IT companies, these technology companies, we're giving, we've decided to give away our privacy when it's all started, you know? Oh, the internet's free. Okay. Really? <laughs> it's not. Um, so we'll put the information out here and you can take a look at it and, and see what this article is all about and what's coming to an iPhone near you, we we, we will see. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to uh, our resident groupie, Danny, next. He was up first. What's up, Danny?
6: Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, have you ever gone up to Newport, Rhode Island?
4: I love Newport right now. We were there during Fourth of July. That was a big mistake, but uh, it was oh, yeah. <laughs> very busy.
6: Have you ever? So you drove over the bridge, and you know how tall that bridge is—the main towers going over Narragansett Bay.
4: Yeah. We drove over the bridge, still very okay. narrow. I remember I didn't the, how narrow it
6: was. The Starship rocket, which was just mounted on the booster down in Texas at Starbase, yeah, is four hundred feet tall. The towers on the Newport Bridge. The top of the towers are 400 feet above Narragansett Bay. Oh, wow. Huh. So just vision that rocket on the water.
4: Yeah, that's a it's big. It's
6: as tall as that bridge. Wow. Main tower.
4: That's awesome. That's awesome. When is it going up, Danny?
6: Well, uh, you know, he's got a problem because it, they're conducting an environmental study of the impact from the launch, with uh, you know, because this that thing's got like uh, 39 engines, booster rockets in the bottom of the booster, and yeah, I mean it's it's probably gonna it's going to be incredible—the the shock and the impact and everything, the sound. He's he probably going to be ready to go in uh, the end of uh, this month or early next month, but you know he might not get approval, but he just might launch it anyway.
4: Where where is this rocket headed? I don't I don't
6: I've been how... this is, this is the one that's going to go up go into orbit, Yeah. go around the Earth, and come down north of Hawaii and land in the water. So it's going to huh. go up, go orbital, and then come down, back down out of orbit and land in the water off of Hawaii.
4: Not land on one of those floating docks?
6: No, no, this, not yet. This mm. is the first. And the, the booster, the, the large bottom portion,
3: mm-hmm.
6: is going to land about 28 miles out offshore. They're not going to try to land it on lander. Back at the spaceport or anything, hmm. so, but it, so it's going to be the first attempt at orbital flight.
4: Nice. All right, go so Elon.
6: I just thought it was pretty amazing. I mean, when you you don't realize how something that big is until you have a reference point. Most people know the Newport Bridge,
4: so yeah, no, very good.
6: That's a big. That's why I used to call it the BFM or BFR rather initially. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a big rocket, Danny. Yeah.
6: Right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye. Uh, resident groupie, and Elon Musk expert, Danny. Let's go on to John in Bristol next. What's happening, John? Hello. Hey, what's up?
0: Hey. uh, It's been a joyous occasion the last couple of weeks in my neighborhood, to some extent. Yeah? Having having to deal with uh, a lot of construction, but good news is it's Go Net Speed.
1: Oh, laying the fiber. Nice.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny because, you know, Like I say, it's been a hub of activity around here. It seems like as soon as Frontier finished doing all their upgrades for uh, um, fiber optics, the week after, here comes Net Zero.
4: Go Net Speed. Yeah, not Net Zero. Go Net Net Speed. Yeah, Net Net Zero is a different company. Yeah, that's a dial up company that gave you quote unquote free internet.
0: Sorry, I'm trying to multitask here, charging (laughs) some drone batteries because the timer went off when. I came online. Oh, gotcha. Um, but the question is, you know, we've been longtime Comcast abusers. Yeah. And trying to decipher the best way to cut the cable, Yep. Um, use this to our advantage. Yes, sir. Um, we have a couple of smartphone TVs, but we have a couple of really dumb 30-year-old tube TVs, too. Yeah. So I guess we're going to have to get rid of those because we won't be able to use TV other than rabbit ears and stuff, I would guess.
4: Well, if the tube TV has an input of any kind, uh, you well, could. Yeah.
1: Matter of fact, if it's a tube TV, the rabbit ears won't even
4: work. Oh, right, all right. Because
1: those are, those TVs are pick looking for analog right. signals and they don't exist anymore.
4: Yeah. So no, you uh, got to get rid of those, but you're going to be a happy camper. So the go net speed slowest speed, that $50 service that's unlimited, right. uh, that, that's going to stay that same fixed cost for your life. Um, is tons of performance. It's all you need for your, Right, your usage, and,
0: and that's been my biggest problem with Comcast. See yeah. I'm a, a multimedia person. I deal with a lot of large video files, and trying to transfer, oh. you know, a, fi- a five-gig video upload to Dropbox or yeah. or any kind of remote server is painstakingly, you know, yep, endless yep. and. I'm so looking forward to a constant upload speed or at least a much better upload speed.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing that, that the year tw- is offering. Yeah, the year 2021 and, you know, we're 150 up and down is all we're asking for. And you're so excited right. to get it, but we've been dealing with such awful internet at such a high right. price because they've been allowed to have a monopoly to right. our polls. We had no right. poll neutrality. And finally another company is coming in here and, getting us some fiber and, and a competitive, and all of a sudden the, the incumbents are like, uh-oh. Oh,
1: yeah. Hey, <laughs> right, we, so better, like, we better we better take it's care funny, of business here.
4: All these
0: companies within the last month, say, you know, be stringing wire on, on all our telephone poles around here and saying, okay, well, it's about damn time.
4: Yeah, know? well, fool me once, right? Because the beauty of GoNetSpeed is you're going to have a uh, a price for life, whereas the incumbents... Well, you'll get an inter- introductory offer, and then- Is
0: it a price for life? I know it's a monthly thing, it's, right? It's not a, a locked-in you know, two-year contract or anything. It's a month-to-month. A month, it's but, a month-to-month, a month, but that okay.
4: price is guaranteed to stay the same for your right. lifetime. Right. As long wow. as you were a customer, you, that price will remain 50 a month. Even if you go to a different town, if you wow. were a GoNetsBee uh, customer, customer, that price should stay the same from what I've read. So you're not going to have to be dealing with the price increases that you see with these incumbent broadband providers. Their time has come. That's good. And gone. That's great. Yeah.
0: That's good. So as far as hardware stuff goes, I mean, I know they're going to change out the modem because it's, you know, a cable modem. They'll put in a new one. Right. Yes. Um, I've gone on their site and looked at stuff for, you know, what they recommend for dual-band Wi-Fi routers. You know, they have an, an Asus Mm-hmm. Um, one, but I have a neck gear and it's an AC 1750, and it looks like that's one of the numbers that they have here. Okay.
4: listed mm-hmm. under ACES. That's fine. So it, if it'll do, okay. if, if it'll, it'll do, change. No, if it, I, if it'll do your speed 150 is what you want to get out of it, then you're good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think
1: that you'd have to change that. If it's AC 1750, it should be good. Right.
0: Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's good. If you had AC
1: um, 1200, eh, okay. But yeah, no, no it's 1750 or work. Because
0: I was, you know, I was hoping that I would be able to maintain or at least take advantage of some of the high speed that's supposed to be offered by Comcast. Yeah, you um, will. So, emails. You know, my wife' her default email is through Comcast. She could still use that, but we're going to have to access it through the web. Or are we going to be able to use the default uh, settings for either IMAP or?
4: Well, here's the thing, right, John? So you're no longer paying Comcast for your service. Mm-hmm. The email came along with that service.
0: Right. That's what I was afraid of.
4: They may or may not allow you to continue that service right. because you're logging in. Now, I haven't heard anybody yet saying, oh, you know, I left, I left such and such a company and my email stopped working, but I would, if I were them, And you've left me. uh, I'm going to turn off your email. Yeah, that's that's just you know that's the sour grapes that I would expect them to do. So I would tell you to go and get a third party internet a third party email service and check out Proton Mail.
0: Proton Mail.
4: Yep, fully encrypted. It's uh, out of Switzerland, and it's a a company that works with uh, I think MIT, and has produced a fully encrypted. And they offer free email, which still means you're the commodity, but they're not reading it from what I understand. Um okay. yeah. but you get incre- yeah, but but you can pay <laughs> well, you can pay for your email there, too. There is a. Fr- it's not free, it's freemium.
1: Right. There is freemium. a
4: free tier and then there are paid tiers. Right. Okay. But check out Proton Mail. But I would suspect or or pretty much assume at some point your Comcast email will stop working. I don't know when yeah. And maybe there's some benefit to them for you still being an email subscriber on their system, yeah. but I don't know what. Uh, okay. You're just taking up space. Show you advertising if you get your mail on their website. Maybe I or, don't uh, know, or maybe because or, they're reading it because it is what Google and Yahoo have been doing forever, right? I don't know. Yeah, um,
0: I mean, I, I don't have the problem. I'm, I'm more of a Mac user, so I have the .dot me. Um, oh, you know, or .me. dot com, whatever. So I don't have to worry about it so much. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's funny. I just read the story about Apple Tool will flag sex abuse uh, stuff here in the Hartford Current. It was written by Associated Press, so it's probably the same. Similar article you were talking about,
4: and oh, mine's a little snarkier because it's coming from <laughs> across the pond. Yeah, there you go. Probably, the Register, yeah. yeah. Oh much, yeah, you know,
0: with the Associated Press, and who knows, that could be a bot-written uh, story these days.
4: So no, but it is real. They are doing this scanning, and again, their uh, their yeah. hearts in the right place when it comes to what they're looking for. But what they're looking for and what they are finding, they're looking at your system. I mean, you're going to have all sorts of stuff on yeah. there. What what else are they going to see and, on there? And who knows what they. What they might latch on to and decide is
1: contraband, yeah. and then right. flag you when maybe you haven't done anything wrong,
4: right? Uh, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a slippery I, I, slope, I, it's scary.
0: Yeah, I've I've always you know been an Apple advocate and uh, continue to use their tools because I'm in the multimedia field. Makes yeah. it easier. Oh um, yeah. This is this is very uh, disturbing to see how far these companies are willing to go these days. I mean, if it's something that you can choose to download as an app, then, you know, fine. Right. But if this is something that gets pushed in an update and it's automatically put there in the background and you don't even know it's running, that's right. problematic. Uh,
4: so. To say the least.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Speed, great stuff. Yeah. So, now what do we do for TV? YouTube?
4: Uh, well, your, I'm a little disappointed in, in YouTube TV and that uh, I mm-hmm. can't watch Nessun anymore. I um, you? I've i saved a lot of hours of time. Too. Yeah, I've saved a lot of hours of my life not watching Red Sox baseball anymore. Um,
0: <laughs> it wasn't worth it last night, let me tell you. Oh,
4: yeah. oh that last 50. night was a catastrophe. <laughs> and they black out on other channels like Fox. Or even even Fox National got blocked out. I couldn't watch the Yankees Red Sox game on Fox because it was blacked out on the stream, which kind of bothered me. I'm not sure what the deal is with that and YouTube TV. So YouTube TV has a lot of great channels, um, yeah. except for that one issue. If you're a, if you're a uh, Red Sox fan, I can't find an alternative. By the way, uh, I've tried. I
0: thought they, I thought they said Fubo TV or something like that. It sure, does allow it, but yep. I don't know if I want to go that that area
4: there. Yeah, you can check it, check them all out, but you're going to need a good streaming streaming device. And I like the Nvidia Shield. Uh, the Pro Shield gives you the ability to process Dolby um, audio through your receiver, so you're going to get the great sound that you paid for when you put your 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 stereo system in, and uh, it gives you great video quality and processing because it's nvidia the company that is its name is pretty much synonymous with video oh yeah Mm -hmm. so it's a tremendous streaming device they have gotten a little cheeky with some of the new commercial stuff they've thrown out so shield users are a little cranky about this little Mm -hmm. advertisement banner they're throwing across um but that's where they're all you buy the device they tell you how they want you to run it which is Mm -hmm. you're no longer the customer anymore you're just the I don't know So
0: will I have to buy an NVIDIA shield for every device I use?
4: You can. And yes, or you'd move it with you. But I gotta step out for a break, John. My uh okay. John's uh yep. Joe's yelling at me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Bye. Bye bye. We'll step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls as a computer talk, we'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk, and we're going to be here till eleven o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. We're coming up against the top of the hour here, so I just want to bring up a quick note. We did have um, a representative on a few weeks back talking about a new law that Connecticut was working on, whereby if you happen to be a business that had its data exfiltrated, where your your employees or somebody's uh, credit card data or personal data was exfiltrated to the dark web. now this new law in Connecticut uh, says if you have tried to put in the proper security tools to prevent this, you can't be sued. Now, putting in the proper tools to prevent this is, is depending on which framework you choose, whether it be NIST or CMMC or all sorts of DFARS, there's all sorts of military-grade and, and government-grade uh, frameworks that you can try to follow. Um, this law is really one of those things that, as far as I've seen, is a solution to a problem that doesn't exist yet. There's very few people suing because their Social Security number was released because, isn't it wasn't it like Experian that released everybody's information? Yeah. How's that lawsuit going? <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's a good start. But really, guys, if you want to stop this from happening, make cryptocurrency illegal. Yeah. Or tax it at 180%. I mean, let's. you guys are good at stopping things when it comes to other business functions. Why don't you do this one, please? Um, but I want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, lovely Saturday morning. I want to thank Mike G for, uh, for getting everything out there. I want to thank Joe Costa for producing. And I want to thank the guys who are tearing apart the uh, bathroom above us for giving us something to think about while we chat with you. <laughs> and uh,
1: remember, there is no cloud. It's just someone else's computer. See you next week.